Oh, we recorded. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, I did. Okay. What's up, y'all? <laughs> huh? I said, what's up, y'all? No. Okay. Okay. Your audio is cutting out just a little bit. No, you sound like robotic. <laughs> Don't tell me that. Are you for real? Wait, Loki, can we do Google Meet instead? I hate Google Meets. It's so much more clear. Stop being bougie. That's not being bougie. Yes, it is. Like, it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you want do you want to explain? Like, do you want to just go over the history of it first? Or do you want me to do it? Or I guess I could just have a little rundown. I mean, I feel like most people should know, but that'll be kind of bad to say that most people should know. So basically, oh, oh you you can go. Take it away. Okay. Um, so basically, like during the 19th century, the beginning of the 19th century, you know, women were fighting for the right to vote. That's really where it first began really was women wanted their right to vote and they got their right to vote in on is it on in 1920 or on 1920 yeah and that was 1920 or on in in because it was in 1920 not on in 1920 and that was due to the 19th amendment which gave women um, which essentially gave women the right to vote. However, um, we now know that due to uh, poll taxes, literacy tests, grandfather clauses, violence, and lynching, essentially only white people were able to vote because Black people, both Black men and Black women in general, were discouraged from doing so and they faced so many difficulties. And, you know, Black women had to form separate feminist organizations. They formed the National Association of Colored Women. And even now, you can see that we have the Women's March and we have the Women's March Alliance. And the importance of voting differed during that time period. Um, Elizabeth Stanton, she was a prominent figure during the suffrage movement, and she was against the 15th Amendment, the one that, get, that granted Black men the right to vote, claiming that white women would be degraded if Negro men preceded them into the franchise. Okay, yeah. what was her race? She was white. Okay. I was going to be like, a, a Black woman said that? No, 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 it was a white woman. Yeah, Um, I don't remember... I don't, I sorry, I just, I literally just learned this in class, but I don't remember the era. I don't remember what, which era it was, but it was like when, when black men were able to vote, it was during the, what was it called when the like slavery was abolished, but they put something in place of it with the- Are you talking about the reconstruction era? Yes, the reconstruction era. So the reconstruction era, you know, uh, they were able to vote, but like the Southerners, they would do things that would prohibit them from voting. Like they, 
um, established like, oh, literacy tests, like if you can't do this, then you won't be able to vote, even though they had the right to vote. Right. So they like put things to, I don't know the word, but stop. They just served as hindrances. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, their literacy tests were so absurd. There are questions that really had no true answer. They were just, it was just a way to prevent them from exerting their rights, I guess. And let me see. I just want to talk more about, like, how Black women had to, how they formed these separate organizations. So, like, one example of, um, I guess, discrimination. Um, mm -hmm. Suffrages outside the South, they use racism in the Jim Crow states as an excuse for their discriminatory treatment of their Black suffragists. And Black women, um, Black women suffrage clubs that sought formal affiliation with the national white suffrage, with the national white suffrage movement, they were discouraged from doing so um, on the grounds that admitting them would anger white Southerners. And honestly, they were just protecting themselves. They were just ensuring that they could be as separate as possible from them. Mm -hmm. Right. And then in 1913, organizers of a huge suffrage, suffrage, um, per I don't even know if I'm saying that word right. It's like a it's like a complicated word to pronounce, but of a parade in Washington demanded that all black participants march at the back of the parade instead of with their state delegations. And Ida B. Wells, she famously refused and did not march in the back. Some black um, suffragists were worried that white suffragists would exclude black women from the 19th Amendment. After all, it was named the, the Anthony Amendment um, after mm -hmm. Susan B. Anthony, and be, if they thought they could get away with it. So this intensified tensions that fueled a lasting suspicion of white suffragists and I, the importance of voting. Like I said, well, like I previously mentioned, the reason why they were so eager to get the right to vote, like it was, it was so different because white women were seeking the vote as a symbol of equality with the male figures in their lives. But black women were using this as a way to empower black communities. Mm -hmm. um, when you say that, it makes me think of the term, I watched a YouTube video on it a while ago, um, white feminism. Yeah. And all white, okay, I don't know how to say this. All white feminists aren't a part of the white feminist idea, if that makes sense. Like white feminism is kind of like, it ignores the intersectionality of feminism, which kind of goes into the difference of Eastern feminism and Western feminism. Because like in the West, I feel like our feminism is different than feminism in the West because like some like countries such as the US or Canada, we have more rights than 
yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't really name a country right now, but I feel mm-hmm. like yeah, or, the I'm term sure. white feminism ignores like Eastern feminism. Like it only takes into account yeah, like American or, you know, those type of yeah. women. Yeah. And um, like now that you said that, I have a, I actually have a question for you. So some people believe that feminism started and still is for white women. And how do you feel about that? Um, I'm kind of like in between because when I look at feminism, like I feel like when people think of feminism, they don't picture a black woman. No. So it's kind of like most of it isn't intentional Mm -hmm. with feminism like it's always geared towards white women and it's like always ignoring the minorities and black women and people of color so today I it is still like geared towards white women but as much as it was in the past Mm -hmm. no but majority of it is still geared towards white women well, when I was talking about like the Women's March and the Women's March Alliance, the Women's, the Women's March Alliance was formed to be more inclusive to the city's immigrant and minority communities. And this is like the New York chapter. And I just, I wanna say that it was not like all white women though, like you mm-hmm. said, um, because the Grimke sisters, I think um, Angelina and Sarah Grimke, I think, that was their names. Um, Both of them were abolitionists and they strongly advocated for for the abolishment of slavery. And they actually were like in favor of black men and yeah, black men gaining the right to vote. And also just black people being free in general. They said that that we would never truly be free as long as black people were still enslaved. Mm-hmm. And they worked endlessly. They just, they did so much. And I actually read like a few of their speeches and honestly, um, if you're listening to this right now, you should too. Like, um, I think Angelina, no, Sarah was the writer and Angelina was, um, she was the one that would give speeches and they were they were so powerful (laughs) given the time period that was quite radical for them to be like just expressing their ideas like that especially since they were women and they were also fighting on behalf of black people I really admire the Greeky sisters I do wait um what were their names again um, I think it was Angelina and Sarah Grimke, but don't quote me on that. Like, I'm not completely, I'm not 100% sure if those are, if those are their names. Um, I guess, like, okay, if someone were to ask you if you were a feminist, would you say, would you say yes? Um, because, well, because I do believe in... I do believe in what the women's, I, well, 
um well what should i call it not the women's march but like the the feminist organization i do believe in their ideals Mm -hmm. but i also believe in the intersectionality aspect of it i don't i don't think that you should exclude that i don't think that women of color should be excluded i don't think that transgender women should be excluded because you know they're often excluded because some people think that if you were not um, biologically assigned um, as a as a female at birth then you're not a woman and I agree with that so I am a feminist but in terms of or with regards to intersectionality That makes sense. You know, even lesbian women were excluded at some period of time mm-hmm. from the feminist um, organization, from the feminist movement. So and I, oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. And I personally believe that if you don't think that, um, that women of color should be included, or you don't think that transgender women should be included, or lesbian women should be included, included or just anyone that identifies as a woman, that it's not like, it may not be to your terms. If you can't accept them, then you're not a feminist. I agree. Usually, not usually, but sometimes when people, when people mention feminism, boys will be like, um, oh, so, so that means I can fight a woman. You know, that'll that'll be the rebuttal. They'll be like, oh, so that means I shouldn't go to jail if I get in a fight with a woman, right? No. That's not what what it means. Like, I don't think people understand that. People, some people genuinely think that women and men have the same, like, rights. Like, they think that we're equal but yet we don't have equal pay like why is that i'm like why don't we have equal pay like i don't really understand that because what is stopping women and men from having equal pay if they're in the same position Um, i i feel i personally feel like men do that for their egos um and just so that they can hold that um position of dominance you know if I'm, if a man is making more than a woman, then he will, like, I don't want to say forever be, like, um, I may, not overpowering her, but he'll have something more than she does, you know? Mm-hmm. And I personally feel like it's, uh, it's happened for so long now, and people have been fighting for it so for so long that you know at this point you just like what can you do and some women don't even know that they're making less than their male colleagues Mm -hmm. they have to like ask oh well how much do you make and then that's how they realize that they're making less than them and then I feel like oh my gosh this is getting like so deep I feel like it goes into the person at the top. And you know, when people think of the government, they think of like, oh, they'd be like, oh, the white man. That's what people think of when they think of the government. 
it's mm-hmm. because women aren't in those high powers to establish the payroll. Like the top companies, um, may, men own more top companies than women. Exactly. And it all trickles down mm-hmm. into how much women and men get paid compared to each other. Mm-hmm. So it's like this rolling effect. Yeah. If one, but at the same time, I can't really say if women don't get in those positions because they shouldn't have to get in those positions to make sure other women get paid equally. Mm -hmm. Like we shouldn't have to be the owner to make sure other women in the field get paid equally as men. So it's like the only solution is like I feel like th- we shouldn't even have to make an, a solution just do it exactly um and I don't know I forgot where this is coming from I don't know if it was like a tv show or a movie or it might have a tiktok a story I have no idea but I remember that I heard about this story where um where there was this lady and she was um, either a lawyer or something. She, I don't know what she did as, um, as a career, but her assistant came up to her and she was like, oh, do you want me to show you how to punch in, um, how to punch in? And then she was like, no, you're, you're my assistant. That's your job. So then she was like, oh, well, I can show you. And then she said, no, just do it for me. And then she went around and she asked her um, her male colleagues if any of their assistants had asked them um, to had asked them if they wanted to learn how to punch in for their um, how to punch in, and all of them were like, "No, my assistants just just do that for me." So then she went and she asked her female colleagues. Um, if their assistants had asked them the same thing and all of them said yes and I just feel like sometimes it's the mentality that we hold as well Um, and I'm not trying to blame us but Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that's just the way the society has been for so long that we've grown accustomed to it and it's just like it's small things like that yeah that that continue that uh well that perpetuate this cycle I guess that makes me think of um I don't know if it was an ad or whatever it was it was talking about how women constantly apologize like we'll be like literally when I was in the store the other day an employee who was also a woman we were crossing paths paths and um we almost bumped into each other but like we were both like oh my gosh I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I'm so sorry like we both just started apologizing when we didn't even hit each other it's just like oops my bad but the employee was like oh my gosh I'm so sorry and I don't know why like when she said I'm so sorry like it was just like for what you didn't do anything wrong and also in emails women tend to say can you please get this done instead of saying this needs to be done 
you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I don't, it's like, I don't want to say that it's built in us to apologize, but we're always apologizing for something that we didn't do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that is. And that goes into what you were saying about um, our mindset. Yeah. But I mean, not all women do that. No, I'm not all women, but I mean, um, like a good, I don't want to say the majority either, but a lot, it's a lot of women. Because even I do that. I'm always like, can you please, um, in my emails, and I was actually told by a friend of mine that you need to be more assertive. You sound too, I don't know if it's like too passive or I don't know, you just need to build more confidence. And I actually, I took a suggestion and I wrote a very strong email. So I feel like right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have something. Oh, okay. Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> I was going to say that right now, I feel like women, do you feel like we're progressing positively or negatively? Um, I personally feel like we're moving in, in the right direction. I mean, our vice president is a woman, you know. And it's the first time that we've had a woman in that position of power. I also believe that I think we are progressing a lot. So, yes, I think that we are um, heading in the right direction. But I do believe that there is more room for improvement. But what were you um, going to say before that? Oh, I was going to say um, there there is a difference in the way that... Um, I feel like there's always been a difference in the way that women of color and white women have been treated, especially in like in the media. Um, Whenever there's like, um, I mean, Amber Alerts, I'm sorry, I know that, I know that um, children go missing a lot, but when it's a white child, people are always, like in a frenzy to find that child. But then when it's a, what, there are so many children that have gone missing and most of them, they haven't been found. Mm-hmm. And most of them are minorities. Yeah, like, and then, oh. Oh, I was just gonna add on to what you're saying. I think, um, I think it's Nigeria. Yeah. Oh, a lot of teen girls have been kidnapped exactly and like they haven't done anything about it I'm sorry literally no one cares no one is talking about it and then when you see the way that non-white women are treated in the media I'm like trying to think of an example right now oh Meghan Markle and versus Kate Middleton you see did you see when um all of the headlines when Meghan was pregnant they were they were attacking her for for holding her baby bump. But when you look at the headline for when Kate was pregnant and holding her baby bump, oh, it was like, oh, Kate lovingly holds her baby bump. But they're attacking Megan for doing the same thing. That, that just goes into... And did you see that they were worried about Archie's skin color? Don't even... Don't even get me into that. I'm sorry. I'm supposed to be talking about this, but I mean, it kind of relates to Yeah, like, 
topic. This what y'all worried about. I mean, the racism is showing. This can this whole conversation can take a turn into the royal family in itself. Mm-hmm. But I won't say anything. I don't want them to come back. <laughs> but no, yeah, it just no. goes into like how people, I mean, it just goes into everything about how what people see like white mm-hmm. as like the standard in everything, in feminism. Yeah, I mean, in work, it's the beauty standard. Yeah, and it just trickles down into every single organization. Yeah, and I'm sorry for going off on a tangent about the children. I don't know where (laughs) I came from. It's fine. But it was just like, I'm not wrong, but, uh, you know, let's focus. How did you? I don't know. (laughs) I was just trying to, like, (laughs) trying to think about what else to talk about, so. They're talking about how race plays a huge difference. Oh, I want to say something, but I don't know if it's too, if it's too much. So, hey, what's on your mind? I don't want to sit, but okay, and then decide. Another thing that that upsets me is, do you know how, like, you know, Karens, um, like, you know, you see what happened. In, in Soho, when she accused that boy of trying to steal her phone, right? And then turns out that her phone was left in an Uber. Did you hear about that story? No, I haven't. Or barbecue Becky, when she was, when they were having a barbecue and she threatened to call the police. <clears throat> or when you, do you remember the lemonade story? Like the girl yes. had, was, um, was selling lemonade wait, and- wait. Um, she threatened, she was like, do you have a permit? And then she threatened to call the police. And then when you think about what happened in Central Park, remember when she said, this, this Black man is attacking me. And like, he was recording her. He was recording her. And she, and this, all, I'm saying all of this to say that there, that I, I think it was Malcolm X, but I don't know who it was. But I remember someone said, there is nothing more dangerous than the white woman's tears. And I completely agree. Oh my God. Nothing more dangerous. That makes sense. That is how Emmett Till got murdered because she accused him of whistling at her. And he he was murdered. That that makes me think of, I'm not trying to say all white women, but usually. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. But usually like, older white women I don't mean to generalize but you guys know it's true like older white women or white women they'll be like if something happens they'll start screaming like do you notice that like those I saw a video of this white woman she had she was on a plane and she had her arm across the like to the other chair so the black woman couldn't get past and the black woman just like moved her arm out of the way because she has to get to her seat and mm-hmm. she started screaming on the plane Mm-mm. like why do they scream as it's kind of it goes back to like slavery and like if a black man were to touch you then oh my gosh mm-hmm. it goes all the way back to that and it's just like mm-hmm 
And before people take this the wrong way, I'm not trying to say that like all the time um, that their reactions are not um, are not genuine, okay? But I'm saying that on a lot of occasions, they I'm I'm not trying to like invalidate anyone's feelings here. Mm-hmm. But we've seen it occur so many times that you really have to you really have to question. Okay, that I was about to contradict myself. <laughs> I was about to say you 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 really have to question the the validity. But no, never mind. You I you should hopefully okay, I'll tell you after. <laughs> okay. For okay. the people listening, we're not generalizing. No, we're not. Just a second. We're just identifying trends. That's what we're yeah. doing. Identifying trends. I'm I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not generalizing. I'm identifying a trend. Identifying a pattern. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm trying to be so careful with what I say because yeah, I don't want to be a can't. People will cancel you for anything. I know. And then I don't want us to like 10 years from now, 20 years from now, <laughs> pull up the podcast episode. You said that all white <laughs> You said that white women's tears are dangerous. <laughs> now we gotta write some apology statement or something like that. I'm sorry for what I said when I was 17. <laughs> I was young. <laughs> that would be better. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say? Yeah, there was like a quote that really stuck out to me. And um, when we were talking about this episode with feminism and how Black women were excluded then and even now, and just women of color in general, but I thought of this Malcolm X quote where he said, The most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. And I just, I that quote um, was true then and it still um, holds truth now. So honestly, I just, I don't think that we acknowledge how important black women are, how important women of color are and I just I don't appreciate how we're often so overlooked how our roles are so overlooked in history and even now yeah I 100% agree with everything you said I really like that quote as well because it's so true but at the same time it's sad that it's true so the quote really like sits with me, but at the same time, it's kind of sad that it's true. It is, but I'm sorry. When you think about like the hierarchy, I'm sorry, and I don't want to be like this, but back then, Black people were seen at the very bottom. Mm-hmm. And even then, it was still the Black man over the Black woman. Yeah, it's always been like that. Black men gained the right to vote before black women. <laughs> and then you know, black men 
where I, I feel like I read this somewhere, Black men were actually a little hesitant to join the movement for Black women to get the right, to gain the right to vote because they thought it would affect them. Sir, I know they were trying to survive back then, but honey, you wouldn't be here. Mm -mm. Like, I feel like a lot of men forget that. Mm -hmm. And okay, Okay, I just, I thought about this and I was watching an episode of, I was watching an episode of Mm Blackish and then I think um, Dre, he had to organize something. And then he was like, he told his colleague, a black woman, to like organize it. And then she was like, oh, like always, the black woman has to come and do everything. And I was just like, whew, because <laughs> that is true. Black women have to go and do everything. And I'm sorry, but black, okay, I'm trying to be more, I'm trying to be cautious with what I'm saying. But black women go so hard for black men. But everyone, no one wanted to believe Megan when she said that she got shot by Tori. But we ride so hard for Black men. Yeah, that's just like, it's like, I think it was a, I don't know if it was a direct study or if it was like a kind of smaller study, but it was like, if it, it, it was, I can't, I can't say exactly where I heard this, but it was, um, like they asked black men who would who they would date mm-hmm. and then they asked black women who would who would who they would date mm-hmm. and overall black women said black men but mm-hmm. black men didn't say black women mm-hmm. so it's kind of like like we're at the bottom of the barrel but through all of that we still do so many great things yeah and it's like through everything we've still succeeded Uh, I mean there's so many iconic black women today Mm -hmm. even in the past we really are phenomenal women you can't kill me (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh Okay, well, thank you for listening to our second episode of Unscripted Realities. We know that this episode was a little bit more laid back, <laughs> um, but we sometimes, we, yeah, we did. And just realized that it's all coming out of a place from love, a place of love, you know. So if we said something that offended you or that was insensitive, Please let us know. We won't hold it against you. We're all here to learn, and that is genuine. Yes, contact us on our Instagram at Unscripted Realities Podcast. Oh, yeah, that is our Instagram. That is. So thank you so much. And that's not the name of the. No. It's UXR Podcast, isn't it? No, it's just unscripted realities. Oh, well, follow us, (laughs) like, comment, and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye.